0: Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Money Wise with Ray Lance of USA Wealth Group, your financial and retirement guide. The mission of USA Wealth is to help you protect your family and protect your
1: money. And, Ray, good morning. It's always a pleasure, my friend. Good morning, Phil. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another version of Money Wise. Today we have a whole menagerie of people in the studio with us, Phil. (laughs) And I use the word menagerie on purpose because we're gonna be talking to a bunch of animal lovers and animal advocates and we're gonna be talking about an upcoming auction to benefit animal rights and uh, animal advocates and we're gonna talk about some legal aspects of the uh, system dealing with animals and how to do pet trusts and so forth. But the first thing we always like to do is we like to talk a little bit about what's in the news recently that affects the economy and there have been a couple of articles lately I'd like to talk about, uh, very recent. Uh, Social Security, for example, is undergoing major changes right now. Yeah, i If you that. haven't heard the news already, ladies and gentlemen, some of the benefits that we've been able to use in the past, especially for married couples, are going away. And you don't have a long time to take advantage of them. So if you're between the ages of 62 and 66, for example, and you haven't yet started to figure out your Social Security claiming strategies, you really need to get some advice as soon as you can. And give us a call at USA Wealth Group, 508-998-8858, and we'll be happy to set up an appointment for you and see whether you can benefit from some of the claiming strategies that are still out there available to you before they go away. Now would your numbers be different from what the government computes? Uh, They might be, actually, because the government social security workers are not allowed by regulation to tell you what the claiming strategies are. They can tell you how much you've paid into the system. They can tell you what your expected benefits might be at various ages. But beyond that, they're not supposed to give you any advice at all about claiming strategies. And so here's an important claiming strategy as an example. We tell people, why don't you consider filing and suspending if you're age 62 or any older, let's say you don't need the benefits right away and you want to allow them to accumulate, you can almost look at Social Security as being an insurance policy for you in a way. And here's how that works really quickly. Uh, Let's say you're age 62, you can file and suspend, which means you're not gonna take the benefits right away, but because you have filed your claim and then suspended, if you have a situation, let's say at age 66 or 67, where suddenly you become incapacitated, and now you're concerned about, oh gee, I never collected my Social Security benefits at all. I really have shortchanged myself and my family. What you can do when you discover you have, let's say, a terminal illness, is you can now go back and collect all the prior benefits you would have received if you had picked them up starting at age 62. It's called file and suspend, which means you're gonna file your claim, but then you're gonna suspend it, And um, I met with somebody last week who was actually about 67 or 68. Uh, He went to a seminar that we did, and he told me that he wished he hadn't started to collect yet, and he wished he had waited until age 70 so he could get a larger amount. And I said, when did you file? And he said, about nine months ago. I said, so you can go down to Social Security tomorrow and tell them that you made a mistake, you didn't want to start collecting right now, And you can stop collecting Social Security, pay back the nine months worth of benefits that you received, and let your account continue to accrue to a higher amount. So now when you reach age 70, uh, you're gonna get a larger check for the rest of your life. He was very grateful for the advice, but you can only do that once, and you can only do it within 12 months from the time you first start collecting Social Security. Beyond that, you can't change your mind, it's too late. And I also talk to people once in a while who are um, still working after they started to collect Social Security. And I had a gentleman ask me that at the same seminar, a different gentleman. And uh, he said, "Um, I'm not gonna retire until I'm probably 75. I did start my Social Security claim, but I'm still working. And um, he was younger than 70, he's still paying into the system He said, will I have any benefit from that? And I said, absolutely, yes. You're continuing to contribute, and they will periodically readjust the amount that you're going to receive. So there are many, many rules uh, for married couples. There's 587 different ways to collect Mm -hmm. Social Security for a married couple. There's 20,000 pages of regulations. It's complicated. So get some advice. Give us a call at 508-998-8858, and we'll be happy to help you. So if I make more money in one year, let's say this year I
0: made more money than in years past, Mm -hmm. uh, does that compute as to making
1: mores on Social Security or how does that enter the picture? Yes, it will. Um, You have not yet reached the age of 70, for example, uh, Mr. Paliologos. I happen to know your age, but we won't announce it on the air. (laughs) And because of that fact, even though you have started to collect Social Security, for example, Because you are still working and contributing into the Social Security system, they will adjust your pay and you will effectively get a larger raise. So, yeah, we can talk about that offline as well. But you are still contributing. You will be entitled to get a larger amount. And does Social Security do this automatically or – Yes. It's an automatic adjustment, Mm -hmm. but I still wouldn't take any chances. I'd still tell them I have earnings still, and I'd like to readjust my uh, Social Security amount. Right. And by the way, uh, the reason I brought this subject up in the first place this morning is very simple. Pay close attention, ladies and gentlemen, to what our presidential candidates are saying on the subject of Social Security. The recent negative changes to Social Security... The recent changes that eliminate some of the important filing strategies, such as filing suspend for married couples, that's going away as of the middle of April next year. You've only got a short window of time to do this. We're gonna be doing some seminars shortly just on the subject of Social Security because these rule changes are very important. But pay close attention to what the Democrats and the Republican candidates are saying about what are their plans for Social Security. The reason we have these recent changes in Social Security, which by and large are gonna negatively impact a lot of seniors, is because it was attached to the new budget balancing bill that passed a couple of weeks ago. And both houses of Congress passed the budget bill. The President, President Obama, signed it into law. And these major changes to Social Security were made with no public fanfare, no public announcements, Uh, literally in the dark of the night they were made, and they will impact a lot of people. So you really have to pay very close attention to not only what's happening in your own financial plans for retirement, but you have to pay close attention to what the candidates for public office are promising and what they have to say about it. The other thing, real quickly, I'm not going to spend too much time on this because I want to get to our guests and our topic. Um, There's an article very recently uh, that even though we've had a lot of Positive publicity about what's happening to the veterans as we've celebrated Veterans Day this past week. Um, a lot of veterans in this company are still not being served uh, the way they ought to be served, and many veterans still feel like they're very much shortchanged. And again, um, with that, I'm going to use that as a quick introduction. Um, we've had a lot of um, negative publicity about the administration of the Veterans Department. Uh, including specifically a lot of veterans who have not been served in the health care market. And one thing you need to remember about veterans in general, ladies and gentlemen, is that there are state rights and there are federal rights. And you need to get some advice. And one of the people who can give you advice about that is my first guest, attorney Tenny Lance. Tenny, good morning.
2: Good morning, everyone.
1: And Tenny is a certified veterans specialist which means she knows a lot about the rights of veterans' benefits. Uh, She can also refer people to veterans' agents, veterans' service agents, and they'll be happy to help. And we can turn you in the right direction. And lastly, on that particular topic, I just want to mention that many, many uh, veterans, uh, once they're passed away, they don't realize that the widows or the survivors will end up being able to collect benefits, and a lot of times veterans and veteran spouses don't realize that there are very important benefits for survivors. So, Tenny, tell us quickly how somebody could reach you.
2: Our office is located at 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth, and that's almost directly across from Vanity Fair. That seems to be a place that people are familiar with, so we're almost across from them. And our phone number is 508- 998-8800. We would love to talk with anyone who would like to discuss their veterans' needs or any other estate planning issues.
1: So back to our main topic today. We're going to be discussing the subject of animal rights and animal advocates, and we're going to be talking about how to take care of animals and how to support the animal advocates program. So the next guest we'd like to introduce is Vivian Gella, Uh, She's a director, and she's one of the founders of Animal Advocates uh, way back in 1995. And uh, good morning, Vivian. Good morning, Ray. Thank you for inviting me. Now, uh, Vivian, you are um, not only uh, actively involved with Animal Advocates, but you're also a member of the Massachusetts Coalition for Animals for 15 years. And I think that's an unincorporated association?
3: It's a nonprofit, and it's... um, many, many people in the state of Massachusetts that um, work in the animal welfare field or are just volunteers or just have a lot of compassion for animals that get together and try to solve a lot of the uh, needs for animals on a statewide level.
1: And I know that you, uh, Vivian, are a graduate of Roger Williams College uh, in Rhode Island and you majored in health and science, and I think you've put your Your knowledge in school to good use because uh, you've been a tireless advocate uh, for many many years with Animal Advocates. So let me ask you, you've got something special coming up soon to benefit Animal Advocates. We do. Uh, Tell us about it. Well um, every year
3: Animal Advocates does some fundraising so that we can raise funds for animals that um, are homeless, um, stray, abandoned, and um, needy. And um, we do an auction, a silent auction. This year is our 19th annual silent charity auction for homeless animals, and it is on November 20th. It's at the um, beautiful Hawthorne Country Club. It's a Friday night from six to nine, and it's a fabulous event, and um, very important because um, animal advocates and um, many other nonprofits would not be able to survive and service their population unless we have the funds and do fundraising.
1: You know, I've talked to several people. Uh, I think Tenny went one year. I have not yet yes. had a chance to go to the uh, auction, but we are going to go and. Um, <sighs> Friday, November 20th I'm going to be there for the first time oh boy but I've told I've been talking to people who say that there's some really fabulous things that go on that night that are auctioned off
3: there are Ray, there are wonderful a, gifts they are wonderful gifts um, we have well over 200 items um, everything is donated and it's absolutely wonderful we have some beautiful art from um, very gifted south coast artists We have beautiful um, pottery and glassware, and uh, we have just gorgeous jewelry. Um, A lot of it is handmade. We have just many, many items. We have a lot of gift certificates to restaurants and stores and um, restaurants like Back And we also have... um, and I hesitate to mention this, but oh, we also—well, I'll tell you why. We also have an autographed um, baseball from the Red Sox. I'm embarrassed to say that I forgot who autographed it. I, you know That's what? Okay. Last night I meant to <laughs> to, <laughs> to run downstairs and write it down, but I didn't. But so this is um, a genuine. Yeah, so we have a lot of sports memorabilia too. Good. Yeah, genuine <laughs> autograph from—I uh, think his first name is Bill.
1: Okay. Say, Bill Lee? Well, ladies and gentlemen, find out who yes, has the Yes, come to the, the auction and baseball. find out. Yeah,
3: exactly right. <laughs>
1: well, this is really a wonderful event. You know, this is, is going to be something that's fun to go to. Yes. But it benefits a very worthwhile cause. So Friday, November 20th at the Hawthorne Country Club. It's from 6 o'clock to 9 o'clock. Uh, admission is free. So if you want something that's fun to do on Friday night and have a chance to bid on some of these wonderful things that will be auctioned off, there are complimentary appetizers and more than 200 auction items. All the proceeds are gonna benefit cats and dogs in need of spaying and neutering. Uh, from Animal Advocates, Inc., so please come.
3: Yes, and let me tell you, let me tell the um, radio audience audience what our funds are used for, what our money is used for. What we do is we fund um, spaying and neutering and vaccination and health care. We fund it to homeless abandoned animals. We fund it to feral cats that are on the streets. Mm -hmm. And we also um, provide um, spay-neuter financial assistance to Animals that are in low income, that live with low income families, um, people struggling financially that can't afford to spend the full cost for spaying and neutering and vaccinations or even health care, you know, ear infections, vaccinations, those kinds of things to to, um, anybody low income, the disabled, the elderly. How about nursing homes? Well, we've placed animals in nursing homes. Oh, wonderful! That, yeah. That's a very important function, know isn't it? I is, it is. It is. It is. We've had some success in doing that.
1: So I they think everybody. Wonderful. I think everybody who's here today. Phil, I don't know about you. You wear interesting ties, but I'm not sure if you have animals at home or not. We have Buddy.
0: Buddy. Ooh. And um, uh, Buddy is a um, a gold-haired uh, Yorkie. He is beautiful. Hmm. And we have Maui, the famous Maui the cat. That's a great
1: name. <laughs> like Maui. <laughs> Maui sounds like his or her name, I guess. <laughs> well, we have one more important guest we have to introduce this morning. We're, we're listening to uh, uh, Vivian Gella, who's the director of Animal Advocates, and they have this wonderful auction coming up on Friday, November 20th at the Hawthorne Country Club. But we have one more very special person with us this morning, and she's covering her eyes right now. (laughs) Say hello to Tiffany Breyer, who's from the office of Lance Law, Inc. Good morning, Tiffany.
4: Good morning, Ray.
1: Now, Tiffany, I have to ask you right off the bat, are you an animal lover? Yes. Okay. Do you have a few animals around your house?
4: I have a yard full of animals. (laughs) Okay.
1: You have a small mini farm, don't you? Yes. Uh, so let's see. Do you have any pigs?
4: No pigs. No
1: pigs. Do you have any horses?
4: I have two horses.
1: Okay, how about chickens? Do you have any chickens?
4: 24 chickens. 24
1: chickens. How about goats? Do you have any goats?
4: 14 goats. 14
1: (gasps) goats. Oh, wow. Uh, Dogs? Two dogs. Two dogs. Uh, How about rabbits? Six. Six rabbits. (laughs) And do you have a few cats?
4: Too many cats to count.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Too many cats to count. Well, Tiffany is the premier... Animal Advocates Lover. Yeah! Well, that's good. And you have animals because you love them. Now, I happen to know that you get up very early in the morning to take care of your animals, don't you?
4: Yes, uh, about 4.30 in the morning. If I'm not out by 5.30, my horses are my alarm car by kicking the barn walls.
1: Oh, okay. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, congratulations for having all those animals. And, you know, that's a real dedication for somebody who's an animal lover. So um, I have to ask you, Tiffany, uh, do you ride the horse yourself or horses?
4: Um, the horses are ridden by my daughter.
1: Okay. And how about the goats? Have uh, I heard a story about you and your goats that for the church that you go to, what's the name of the church that you go to?
4: St. Teresa's.
1: And that's where? In Tiverton. Okay. So I heard that you had a uh, live nativity scene one year with live animals and you volunteered to bring in one or more of your goats
4: the goats decided to have a little feast on the robe from the live nativity set
1: so they were, they were chewing up the manger scene
4: <laughs> <laughs> and during the course of the scene they kept pulling and tugging on the robe and eating all the straw of the scene
1: <laughs> well you must have been fairly horrified when that was happening <laughs> Well, animals have their own mind, don't they? They don't, they don't care about people. Well, they do care about people, but they have their own minds. And uh, I have a few quotations. Now, Vivian, you don't know this, but we always bring quotations on the air to talk about whatever the subject happens to be. You would not believe how many quotations there are about animals. And so a gentleman named Anatole France said, Until one has loved an animal, a part of one's soul remains unawakened. I like that one. So do I. And I also like this one. This is by the uh, famous Greek philosopher Phil called Anonymous. Oh. We've had Anonymous on the show many times. I know Anonymous. <laughs> See, he knows Anonymous. Well, Anonymous once wrote The reason dogs have so many friends is because they wag their tails and not their tongues.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like that one. And a dog is the only thing on earth that loves you more than he loves himself. A gentleman named Joss Billings. And then one last one we give you about cats, and then we'll come back to some quotes in a couple of minutes. This is by a lady named uh, Mary Bly. Dogs come when they're called. Cats take a message and get back to you. And boy, isn't that the truth. <laughs>
3: that certainly is.
1: Now, I have to ask uh, Tiffany one more question. I know you have a couple of dogs. Um, Is one of them sort of a small dog?
4: I have a French Bulldog, which is on the smaller side. Okay. And then I have a Rottweiler.
1: And how large is your Rottweiler?
4: He's 198 pounds.
1: Well, he's probably larger than many men that I know. (laughs) (laughs) And does does he sleep anywhere he wants to basically?
4: He sleeps in the bedroom. Okay. Beside my bed. Okay. And last night he was having a sleeping contest where he was snoring against my daughter, the French bulldog, and I was stuck in the middle listening to the music. <laughs>
1: well, that's when you get to choose the couch, you see. <laughs> Well, I have um, three cats at home. Tenny and I have three cats at home, and we have a good time with our cats. And so when I was doing exercising this morning, I was doing some sit-ups and stomach crunches. My one big 12-pound white cat was going... Under my legs, uh, between my legs, and then he was stretching out on the floor. And as I was stretching on the floor, he was stretching and rolling beside me. So cats are wonderful companions. (laughs) Vivian, do you have cats at home?
3: I certainly do, Ray.
1: How many cats do you have? Right
3: now, I have five. Five cats, okay. Five cats and a dog, Peekaboo. Peekaboo, okay. A sweetheart.
1: Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening this morning, you're listening to uh, Phil, who has two animals at home. Tiffany, who has Tiffany Breyer from our office, who has too many animals to count, (laughs) and that's wonderful. And then Vivian, you have five cats and a dog. And then Tenny and I have three cats at home. So we're all animal lovers, aren't we? Yes, we we are. are. Animals are are great. They're wonderful. Yeah. Do you ever hear of Mark Twain, Vivian? Yes. Okay. Mark Twain once wrote. If man could be crossed with a cat, it would improve man, but it would deteriorate the cat. Well, that's great. I like that, here, you can have that I one. like that. <laughs> I'll use it. Good. Well, let's talk about animal advocates and the important role that Animal Advocates performs. Now, you mentioned uh, Vivian, this is Vivian Geller, who's the director of Animal Advocates, that you do spaying and neutering for cats that require that. Now, is there a charge for that service, or is it a reduced charge, or how do you handle that?
3: Well, if you go through our program, um, then um, we pretty much um, base it on um, the person's income. Um, Okay. So, you know, if you're – So it's like a sliding scale? Yes, exactly, exactly, yes. And where are you located? Well, we have, um, we, work, um, we have an office in Dartmouth on Rockland Street, mm-hmm. and we also work uh, very closely. They're our partner with the Animal Associates Low-Cost Bay Neuter Clinic on Route 6 in Dartmouth. Okay. And that's where we send all of our um, animals for surgeries, for vaccinations, for health care, for all those kinds of things.
1: And if if somebody is interested in having an animal spayed or neutered, um, is there a number they would call to get information or make an appointment?
3: Yes. Um, Animal Advocate's phone number is 508-991-7727.
1: Okay. Good. Well, this morning we're talking to um, a bunch of animal lovers, ladies and gentlemen, and that's why I say we have a menagerie of people here. We don't have a menagerie of pets but um, we're going to come back in just a couple of minutes and continue this discussion, and we're going to talk about what do you do if you want to take care of your animal in a will or in a trust, for example, and Tanny's going to talk about that a little bit. We're going to talk further about the Friday, November 20th silent auction that we have at the Hawthorne Country Club coming up, which is free admission, complimentary appetizers, and I think is going to be a really fun event. And then we're going to talk a little bit more about some unfortunate sides of animals, which is some of the animal abuse which has occurred and was, which has been in the paper. So please stay tuned. We're going to be right back and tell you a lot more information. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Moneywise. We're happy to be with you every Sunday morning. Uh, we're sponsored by USA Wealth Group, which is located at 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth. We're almost across the street from Vanity Fair. There's now a traffic light out front that helps considerably on Font's Corner Road. We still have some construction to endure for a while longer while we're finishing the brand new bridge on Font's Corner Road and destroying the old bridge and taking that one down. You know, I've noticed, Phil, with this new bridge, it's already uh, under construction. It's gonna be, it looks like, probably three feet taller, three feet higher in the air. Uh, than the old bridge, which is going to be replaced. But we've had traffic nightmares for I know well over have. a year.
0: Is it helping any?
1: It's getting better, and uh, it will be better. The, the challenge that we have right now is that almost every day or every other day we have a slightly different traffic pattern out front. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. really have yeah. to slow down and be patient and pay attention. Mm-hmm. But uh, give us a call anytime at 508-998-8858. And visit our website, which is at USAWealthGroup.com. We have a wealth of information. We're soon to be putting up some new videos on our website. And we have some very valuable reports that we're happy to provide to you as well, everything from the Baby Boomers Guide to Social Security to information about Medicare. Um, Medicare costs are also going to go up this year uh, significantly for probably more than 50 million people are going to see a significant increase in the cost of Medicare. And you do so much for veterans. I know you were mentioning a Tenny and her service, uh, to veterans who yes. come by. We all do a lot of work with uh, veterans, and thank you for mentioning that. This past week, we celebrated as well on November 10th, the 240th anniversary of the founding of the United States Marine Corps. So For any Marines who didn't yet get the message, happy birthday, Marines. And then, of course, November 11th was our Veterans Day. But, uh, Tenny, can you tell us a little bit about if somebody is concerned about what happens to their animals after they're gone? What are some of the things they can do to make sure their animals are provided for?
2: Massachusetts passed a statute a couple of years ago that allows people to create pet trusts. And so we always ask, when we are doing trusts for folks, whether or not they would like to have a provision in their trust to provide for their animals. Many folks are concerned that if they're older, they don't want to adopt an animal because they don't know what might happen if if they should pass on. They don't want to leave the animal alone, or even if they're younger, they're concerned about an accident and what would happen to their animal if they were not there. So people can now provide for their animals in pet trusts even within their own revocable trusts and they can provide both for a named person to care for the animal or and uh, for money to be set aside for that person to be able to use to feed the animal and bring them to the vet and so forth.
1: And, Tenny, if somebody's interested in talking to you more or getting more information about how to do a pet trust, how can they reach you to do that information?
2: As I said, our offices are located on Fonts Corner Road, almost across from Vanity Fair. The number is 352. It's on the left side as you go north. And our phone number is 508-998-8800.
1: You know, recently in our office, we had an unfortunate situation. Um, our son, Tenny and my sons, Peter, um, had a wonderful dog named Zoe, a female dog. And she was the office mascot. She took treats every single day. Uh, she unfortunately died a couple of months ago. Um, she underwent some heart surgery. She had fluid around her lung. And she was a diplomat in the office. She would greet everybody that came in the office. Uh, She never chased anybody or barked at anybody. She would sometimes nudge open a door and come in, and she was just such a wonderful spokesperson for our office. She got lots of treats as well in the morning. But uh, her eyes just were the most amazing communication vehicle you've ever seen in your life. She would just look at you with her eyes. She She would stand up and beg in the lunchroom every day, and looked just like a meerkat. She would be up on her hind legs with her two front paws held up in the air, looking like a meerkat, looking from one person to another, and unfortunately we lost her.
2: The good news is that although Peter was absolutely heartbroken for many weeks after the death of Zoe, and by the way, she died in his arms, uh, they said that she had a very uh, wonderful last day because they know that knew that she was ill. Uh, the family really gave her lots of love and affection at that time. In any case, although Peter was so heartbroken, he has since adopted this wonderful little animal um, named Willow. It's a combination, I think, of a golden retriever and collie puppy. So come into our office and you can visit with Willow. <laughs>
1: One other really important thing to tell you about that is that Willow came out of Kentucky, and she was in a shelter, and she was literally one day away from being euthanized and oh. put down. And there was a friend that Peter had in the New Bedford area who found out about it and said, I'm taking the dog, even though she had several dogs, and she rescued this dog and then connected with Peter. And Peter has since adopted the dog. and oh. Beautiful. And uh, Peter's parents paid the adoption fees.
0: Oh, but of course. Of course. <laughs> I was wondering, you know, euthanasia uh, is always a very sensitive issue. Definitely. You know? it certainly um, is. Is there a possibility when you have – you know, a family a pet isn't a pet. It's a family member. Is it possible to perhaps have the vet come to the house and, you know, this way – Uh, It's so much more comfortable for the last few hours for, you know, uh, it to be happening in its own surroundings where it's loved and it's familiar rather than an office space, you know, that's kind of cold and different.
3: Absolutely, Phil. There are a few veterinarians in our area that do do that. So that would be um, when you're – beloved animal starts to get a little up there in years, that would be a great question to ask um, either your veterinarian or start making a couple phone calls or even call animal advocates because we know of a few vets that um, do go to the home. And I have experienced it on both ends, um, including um, the – terrible destroying of animals in shelters for many, many years where there was nothing wrong with them and it was just due to cage space. Um, Although the good news is, I will tell you, the good news is that when I started um, over 30 years ago, we were killing in our country an estimate um, 18 to 20 million animals a year in shelters. Now... Because of um, animal welfare people and um, nonprofit animal organizations, we are down to somewhere of an estimate of maybe three to four million. So Mm. that's great. Great news. A lot of it is due to spaying and neutering Mm -hmm. because when they're spayed and neutered, they can't reproduce. When they can't reproduce, they're not thrown away like garbage or Mm -hmm. just, you know, given up and put in shelters. And, of course, all shelters, um, just like everything, if you think about it, all shelters have a limited amount of space.
1: Sure,
3: It's called, you know, cage space. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Well, this is Vivian Geller, who's the director of Animal Advocates in Dartmouth. And tell us your telephone number again, Vivian.
3: Animal Advocates' telephone number is 508-991-7727. I do have to say, Ray, that we have very busy phone lines. Lots of people are calling us trying to... um, for resources or for assistance. And so if you do reach us and it goes to voicemail, please leave a message, we call everybody back.
1: And by the way, if you are looking to find a pet, adopt a pet, uh, certainly investigate the possibility of getting an animal from a shelter uh, because you're doing a service. Don't go out and spend a thousand dollars to buy some pedigree dog someplace. Buy, Buy an animal from a shelter and adopt an animal. And you're doing good for yourself as well as the animal. We're not a shelter,
3: Ray, Animal Advocates. Right. However, we have right now, presently, we have 75 or 80 um, wonderful adoptable cats in our foster care system. Excellent. Because that is one of the many programs we do. We do rescue, foster, and adoption. We just had
2: an adoption day a few days ago.
1: Tenny, Attorney Tenny Lance.
2: I just wanted to tell our personal story. Uh, About two years ago, my cat that had been my true love for almost 20 years, named Lily Bell, um, got older and we had to euthanize her. And it broke my heart. And I've always thought that I wanted another um, Siamese kitten like her. So I went online and I looked at shelters, hoping that I could get a Siamese kitten. And what we found was a shelter not too far from here where there were kittens that were half Siamese. And that's what we did. We went over to this shelter and we intended to adopt just one little fuzzy white thing that looked a little bit like Lily. And instead, Ray fell in love with a second one, and that's where we have our cat from now. We have Gideon, who is this beautiful, big, white, fuzzy boy. And we have Gabby, who's a calico, looks nothing like his, her brother. But they're just terrific animals. And,
3: Tenny, I do want to just say that when you adopt from a shelter or when you adopt from a program like Animal Advocates, and there are many wonderful programs, you save a life. Mm
1: -hmm. And, Tiffany, why don't you give us information about the upcoming auction program?
4: It'll be held at the Hawthorne Country Club on Friday, November 20th. From 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. It'll be a silent auction at 970 Tucker Road in Dartmouth, Massachusetts.
1: Good. And it's free, and there'll Mm -hmm. be some refreshments. And it's really going to be a lot of fun, and it's going to be very high-quality items that are being auctioned. A lot of great gifts.
3: And we hope to raise a lot of money for these wonderful, deserving, needy animals.
1: Excellent. I have to give you a couple of quotes. Uh, This one I like uh, from a gentleman named Ben Williams. There is no psychiatrist in the world like a puppy licking (laughs) your face. (laughs) And this one I liked as well. This is also from our Greek philosopher Anonymous Thousands of years ago cats were worshipped as gods. Cats have never forgotten this. <laughs> you like that one? I like <laughs> that one. It's so so true. Cats are so independent. Oh my so gosh. Much fun. They're so wonderful. Yes. I have to give you one quotation also from Ernest Hemingway, and he said, No animal has more liberty than the cat. The cat is the best anarchist. <laughs> That's Ernest Hemingway in uh, for Whom the Bell Tolls, which I actually reread recently. You know, on the dark side of uh, animals, we have had some really horrible stories in the newspaper recently. Uh, back in June, we had a 23 year old couple who were arrested. They had 46 animals, both living and dead, in their homes. Um, I haven't seen any follow up stories, but I know that they were scheduled to be prosecuted and so forth. And it, when you see these stories, you just cringe.
3: Yes, I have seen some follow-up, um, and um, it's very terrible. But nothing's happened to them.
1: Hmm. Isn't that all? Yeah, they're yeah.
3: they're home and free and doing whatever. And um, I think the high one high fine was about five hundred for one of them.
1: Wow. Yeah. And terrible. As, re- as recently as uh, the middle of October of this year in Westport, uh, there was a. 45-year-old woman and a 52-year-old man arrested in Westport who were in a similar situation. Six counts of animal cruelty. We won't mention their names or their address. And uh, the local police and the animal rescue league, Boston Animal Rescue League, came in and said it was like one of the worst cases of animal cruelty they've ever seen in their lives. So there are some things that can happen about this. The um, state of Massachusetts is actually considering Uh, putting up a registry for animal cruelty convicts, so people can know who these animal abusers are. And often they're people who are trying to profit from taking animals out of shelter inappropriately and then trying to resell them, but the problem is they often don't take care of them. And if you suspect animal abuse ever, there are some things you can do. First of all, call your local animal rescue uh, officer. Call your local police department. So if you see things going on where you suspect animal use, don't stand by and do nothing. You can do this anonymously and, um, you know, document the abuse, take pictures, uh, but call somebody.
3: And, Ray, I also have to say um, from experience that um, sometimes um, people see abuse and they call um, a department, an agency, a oh, something like that, and they get no results. Mm. And my suggestion is to keep on calling. Keep calling. keep Call, call animal advocates. Call your animal control officer. Um, the MSPCA and the Animal Rescue League, both in Boston, have incredible um, – um, animal cruelty departments. They have police um, powers, mm-hmm. if that's the right word. Sure it is. Uh, okay. And um, they're, they're excellent and they do a phenomenal job. Mm. So keep on calling until you get some results and you get somebody instead of just calling one and then just dropping it because that's it's just so good. important to these um, helpless
0: victims. And Vivian just uh, struck a a memory with me you referenced this earlier ray perhaps uh, for listeners who are just joining us uh, if somebody is concerned about leaving their pet in mm-hmm. good hands right. uh, upon you know their passing let's say everyone's concerned about uh, you know where our pets uh, will be and who will care for them does your office have uh, ways of handling that kind of an issue
1: Well, we can certainly put anybody in in touch with the appropriate authorities, shelters, and so forth. So absolutely, give us a call at 508-998-8858. We are animal owners, animal lovers, and animal advocates, as Vivian Gella is, who's the director.
3: And one other thing um, I'd like to mention, Ray and Tenny, is that um, I have received – many calls unfortunately of from people who have not thought about their animals who have gotten older mm-hmm. gotten sick gone into the hospital gone into rehab gone into nursing home and what um, and their animals um, a lot of times have wound up in um, very unfortunate predicaments, right. and that does not have to be, if you um, can, you know, make arrangements. Um, and it's very easy. Uh, Tenny mentioned the pet trust, and that's just so important to um, to the situation of animals. To you know, think ahead and think of what would happen to them mm. and make arrangements. I know I have a will which I've had for like 15, 20 years where I have arrangements for my ma- animals, and I'm only in my 60s, and I started to do that a long time ago.
1: Mm. Well, it's, it's really, very important. It's, it's good advice and real important. Very. Um, I want to give you a quote that's related from Albert Einstein who said, If a man aspires towards a righteous life, his first act of abstinence is from injury to animals. That was Albert Einstein. And Andy Rooney, we've heard of Andy Rooney, said, the average dog is a nicer person than the average person.
3: (laughs) Sounds like him. Isn't that true? (laughs) So true.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, we have animal advocates who can give advice. We have um, lots of other organizations in the area who are interested in caring for animals for Uh, Example, we have Habitat for Cats in New Bedford. There was an article just very recently in the Standard Times at Pictures of Animals for Adoption. So Habitat for Cats is in New Bedford. They can be reached at uh, 508-961-2287. There's an organization called Care in a uh, www.caresouthcoast.com. They help with cats and dogs. There's Forever Pause in Fall River, if you're listening from the Fall River area. They can be reached at 508-677-9154. There's also Lighthouse Animal Shelter um, in New Bedford that will uh, help take care of animals. So there are plenty of places to go for help. Don't just abandon a pet. Don't just leave them. Uh, Tiffany, you've told me, for example, Tiffany Breyer from our office, that You've had situations where people have just dropped off cats because they know you have a lot of animals.
4: Yes, they see a barn and they just assume that cats can live on a farm Mm. and it becomes a drop-off center. So then I have to catch them and we end up making an arrangement with Paws Watch and we catch the cats like once every summer and we know because they do the tip of the ear so we know which ones have been spayed or neutered just to reduce the population around the barn. Mm-hmm. But they automatically assume that cats can get dropped off at a barn.
3: Yep. And that they can fend for themselves by eating who knows what. they. I don't know, bird seed and mice. Yeah, just Which is not the survive. case
1: at
4: all. Yeah.
1: Well, yes. one of my favorite cats adopted me. His name was Goldie. Um, he kept appearing on my doorstep when we lived at a different location in Dartmouth. Had him for 16 years. He followed me just like a dog. I would go walk <laughs> in the woods, and he would follow me, and he'd linger behind. And I'd say, "Come on, Goldie, catch up!" And he'd give me a little chirp and come running after me. <laughs> I could walk for a half a mile, and he would just follow me like a like a dog. And uh, he adopted us, so we adopted him. But animals are great, and um, you know, do something to help animals by all means. Uh, something you can do for fun, but you're going to help animals at the same time. You're going to help raise money for Animal Advocates, the 19th annual Four Paws Charity Auction for Homeless Dogs and Cats, Friday, November 20th, 2015. It's going to be from 6 to 9 o'clock at the Hawthorne Country Club, 970 Tucker Road in Dartmouth. It's free admission, complimentary appetizers, and really a whole wonderful array of prizes and gifts that you can bid on. And you'll have a lot of fun, and you'll be raising money for Animal Advocates. So, uh, Vivian, I'm planning to be there this year, and I hope hope a lot of our listeners will think about attending as well. I hope so, too, Ray. Because we all need to raise money for animals. Um, And if a dog jumps in your lap, it's because he's fond of you. But if a cat does the same thing, it's because your lap is warmer. (laughs) That was Alfred North Whitehead. So a lot of famous people over the years have chimed in. Tiffany, here's one for you. A horse, a horse, my kingdom for a horse. Shakespeare. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, he was more interested in in doing battle with a horse. That's what that was about. (laughs) But gosh, there's been so much written over the years. Um, Vivian, I have one more cat quotation I'd like to give you from Robert Byrne. I haven't figured out if this is the famous Robert Byrne from uh, Scotland, but he wrote... To air is human, to pur feline. Isn't that wonderful?
3: <laughs> I never heard of that one. It's fun.
1: Here, you can have a list of quotations because oh, you right. can use some of those. Yes, I will. You can put them up around your yeah. <laughs> locations. So let's see. Do you have a website for animal advocates?
3: We do, Ray. It is www.animaladvocatesma.org. Um, you have a Facebook We page. have a Facebook page. All you need to do is go on Facebook and just type in animal advocates, and we will pop up. And we have a new thing um, which my niece is tutoring me about, and that's um, I just learned to tweet about two <laughs> weeks ago. And I now have, or animal advocates, I should say, thanks to my niece, Geneva, who's my head tweeter, we now have about 85 followers.
1: Excellent. Well, I'll look for that. We're all excited about that. I'll I'll tweet myself. I usually tweet about military subjects and things of that (laughs) nature or financial topics. But, ladies and gentlemen, we do appreciate your listening every week to USA Wealth Group. We like to talk a lot about financial subjects. Uh, Vivian Gella, Director of Animal Advocates Thank you so much for being with us And one last word you have
3: Oh, thank you, Ray Um, My last word is that we have an absolutely wonderful, sweet, lovable, adorable boxer pit mix His name is Nigel He's five years old And um, his owner died a few months ago so tell and, us your
1: phone number real quickly, because we want to wrap this up.
3: And so for Nigel, call 508 And Tiffany, thank you for being with us
1: this morning. Thank you. Tanny, Attorney Tenny Lance, thank you for attending.
4: Thank you for
2: having me.
1: Goodbye, ladies and gentlemen. See you next week.